Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bible, lift your hand. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am. As the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more. I'm on 10 and I win. Amen. I want you to stay, remain standing for just a moment. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse number 1. Say, exposing the spirit of Jezebel. All right, all right. First Kings chapter 19, verse number one. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Now, uh, we'll go uh, back in, in a moment. We'll go and see what actually First Kings 19 is referring to. Verse two, then Jezebel, say Jezebel, sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Say so she threatened him. Now, more specifically, she threatened to kill him. She said, uh, I'm going to take you out. In, in other words, watch this. One of the things that the spirit of Jezebel does is makes you think that your problem is your end. She makes you think that your current crisis is going to be the end of your situation. But, but touch your neighbor and say, you shall live and not die to declare the works of your God. Verse 3, and when he saw that, now notice, watch this, chapter 2 says, or verse 2 says, then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, look at verse uh, uh, number 3, and when he what? Saw that. Verse 2 says something was said. Verse 3 says he saw. All right, I'm going to deal with that in a moment. He arose and he ran for his life. Some of you wonder why you run. It's because you've been running from Jezebel your whole life. That's why you run when stuff gets tough. That's why you run when stuff don't go your way. That's why you run. But I'm here to tell you that thing's being broken off you tonight. High five your neighbor. Say, it's being broken off you tonight. All right, neighbor check. All right, I can already see. Try the other one. Say, it's being broken off you tonight. 
You're going to stop running from your trouble, stop running from your problems, stop running from your issues, and watch what's going to happen tonight. Tonight, you're going to turn around and run toward it and say, you don't want no problems with me. Verse 3, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. That's praise. And he left his servant there, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under the broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life because I'm no better than my father's. In essence, he said, out of all these years, I don't have much to show. I wish there was some real folk in here tonight that, that sometimes look at your life and say, for all these years, I should have more to show. Well, let me prophesy over your life tonight. In the next few months, you're going to see God make up for all the rest of the years that this spirit of Jezebel has stolen from you and let she who stole steal no more. Would you high five your neighbor and say, I received that? Father, speak to us tonight. Give us clarity. Taylor may customize this word for us, your people, tonight. We declare that this spirit would be exposed and we declare that it would be defeated. That it would be exposed and that it would be defeated. That it would be exposed and that it would be defeated. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. I got to cover a lot of ground, so we got to be aggressive in the way that I teach it. I want to extract principles as if you were Elijah, because James 5.17 says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, Elijah was just like us, which means when we read Elijah, you could really say, it's me. Somebody say, this is about me. At the 11.15 a.m. experience on Sunday, there was a shift in the message, and I want to pick that up tonight to expose a spirit that's been at work behind the scenes in your life this past year. I know it came against you this year because it came against me earlier this year. And the scripture says that if it can smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. So it tried to take me out first, and when it couldn't take me out, it tried to see who else it could mess with. And can we just be honest about it? It ain't just us. It's been everybody you know has had some crazy stuff going down in their lives this year, and they could not discern the origin of it. But touch your neighbor and say, but tonight. Now, watch this. When you're dealing, hear me, with nouns, people, places, things, and ideas that create unnecessary drama, you're not dealing with them, but you're dealing with what's behind them. Which brings me to point number one. Attacks begin behind the scenes. Attacks begin behind the scenes. Have you ever looked at people, places, things, and ideas in your life where there's always unnecessary drama and sometimes you sit up and say to yourself, why is it always got to be a problem with this person? Why is it always a problem with this situation, with this, that, and the other? Because attacks against you always start behind the scenes. Ephesians 6.12 says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Say, say, I'm not fighting people but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, if I had time to exegete the text, I tell you that each one of those is a different dimension of something spiritual. But let's just suffice the verse to say, you're not dealing with a person. Watch this. You're dealing with the spirit behind the person. Which means sometimes you need to look at a person and say, no, it ain't even you I'm dealing with. Move out the way. What's behind you? Because there's a spirit at work behind you. Have you ever noticed how you'll meet a new person, but they got the same spirit as somebody else that you've dealt with? And let me make it clear. A spirit is nothing more than a mindset or a mentality. Can I tell you, many of the people you met in 2016 were nothing more than repeats of people you met before to see how you'd handle. Y'all not going to say nothing. 
uh, you're not dealing with that person. You're dealing with the spirit behind the person, which means sometimes you need to stop cussing folk out and say, get out the way. What in the heck is behind you? Sometimes you need to stop being angry with people and say, what is at work behind you? Say attacks begin behind the scenes. Now, Elijah, his name in Hebrew means Jehovah is my God. He creates the sons of the prophets, which is very different than his contemporaries because the contemporaries, as I've taught you, they created the school of the prophets. What does that mean, Bishop? It was the place where men trained to be men of God. In the Hebrew culture, people weren't trying to get cast cars and clothes. They weren't trying to be basketball players and rappers. No, they wanted to be men of God. Oh, and I'm so excited about being a church that's changing the culture. Okay, y'all ain't saying that. Where people will once again be like the Bible and say, I want to be men of God. I want to be a woman of God. I want, okay. Watch this now. Now, he creates the sons of the prophets. His contemporaries had the school of the prophets, which produces students. But Elijah created the sons of the prophets, which made sons. What's the difference? A student has knowledge, but a son is in the image of. See, a son is the manifestation of what he's been taught. A student just has been taught. And this is significant because this is what the scripture says the earth is groaning for. It's not groaning for students. It's groaning for spiritual sons. I don't have time to deal with that tonight. Now, Elijah appears seemingly out of nowhere in 1 Kings 17, and he's called the Tishbite of Gilead. And I told you on Sunday, that phrase means a monument of testimonies. In other words, Elijah was an accomplished man, just like you. You, whether you know it or not, are accomplished. You have beaten some statistics. You have overcome some obstacles. You've overcome some stuff that other folks are sitting in crazy houses somewhere for. Other folks are sitting in cra- uh, insane asylums for some of the stuff that you've beaten. But you, touch your neighbor and say, you are accomplished. Right, this brings me to my second point. Great accomplishments come before and after great attacks. Great accomplishments come before and after great attacks. Here's what you need to know is that whenever there's a great attack, it's an indication that you've done something great, but you're about to do something greater. In other words, the attack is really a compliment. Touch your neighbor, say every attack you face this year has been a compliment to you. In essence, it's not to say you're so messed up or jacked up. Quite the contrary. You've made far more progress than you knew you had. Now, attacks come from the future into your present and are designed to get you to stop yourself. Say, attacks come from the future into my present. And here's what they're designed to do. They're designed to get you to stop yourself. We're going to get to Jezebel in a moment, but I just want to take a moment to go layer by layer, line by line, precept by pro- upon precept. Now, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, this is the Apostle Paul talking, and I want you to see what he says. He says, for a great and effective door has opened to me. Say, a great and effective door has already opened to me. But watch what he says. And there are many adversaries. Now, here's what great means. It means being. Effective means it produces desired results. A door is an opportunity, an opening, or a closure, or a portal. The Apostle Paul says it has already opened to him. Look at me, church. Watch this. Uh, The door was already open, so since the adversaries couldn't deny Paul access because the door was open, the adversaries needed to get Paul to deny himself. No, 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 you missed it. You, you missed it. What, what, what's been happening to you this year is that this spirit, and, and I know I'm talking to you because I know this thing tried to mess with you this year. This spirit said, I can't stop the door from opening because the Bible says God is the one that controls the opening and closing the doors. 
But what this spirit said is maybe I can get them to tense up and stop themselves. Y'all not saying nothing. Maybe I can get them to quit on themselves. Maybe I can get them to give up on themselves. And if I can get them to stop themselves, watch this. Paul says the door is already open, which means the only way I don't walk through it is if I get stuck. And I tell you to just rock your neighbor and shake them and say, you ain't getting stuck no more this year. No, you've been sitting on stuck for way too long. I came to get you off of stuck tonight. High five somebody say, come off stuck. You've been stuck in discouragement, stuck in depression, stuck in debt, stuck in frustration. But tonight, somebody holler, I'm coming off stuck. In chapter 7, watch this, chapter 17 of 1 Kings, Elijah prophesied that there'd be no rain in the land, likely because of the stubborn and rebellious hearts of the people. And his words didn't fall to the ground. Then he sent to the brook, we talked about this on Sunday at 11.15, called Cherith. Say Cherith. It means a place of separation and cutting. I told you on Sunday this year, God has, watch this, been separating you from folk and then been doing surgery on you. And you need to know while surgery is happening, whenever surgery is happening, everybody can't be in the surgery room. You're not hearing what I'm saying. While surgery is happening, everybody can't be in the room, which is the reason why the folks that watch this, you knew you should have kicked to the curb and cut after I preach you need to cut it. Since you wouldn't do it, God did it for you. Do I have any witnesses? Well, it was some folk you knew you needed to cut, but you just kept hoping and wishing and wishing and praying. And God said, I'll do it for you. Then after that, Elijah, watch this, watch this. Then after that, uh, the Lord feeds him with a raven because what he prophesied had the unintended consequence of adversely affecting him. Uh, uh, say detours. detours. Brings me to my third point. Even great things you declare can have unintended detours. Even great things you declare can have unintended detours. Let me give you an example. You prayed this. Watch this. What did we pray this week? Uh, Distraction-free week this week. Mm -hmm. Have you already noticed who's disappeared? From your life, okay, you're going to act like that? Like you ain't had some folk disappear? What, what, what's this? Say, unintended detour. Uh, you, you pray things like, Lord, remove distractions and friends disappear. Or remove snakes and the people that gave you the most compliments quit you. Ain't it funny how you the best thing since sliced bread on Sunday? But then if they don't get what they want by Monday, all of a sudden, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Ain't it funny how, how you were the greatest that ever was on Tuesday, but then by Thursday they talking crazy to you? Well, that's because you prayed a prayer that had an unintended consequence. It had an unintended detour. When Elijah prayed for drought, he didn't think it was going to affect him. When you said, I want to be on 10, you didn't think that it would be that isolated. Y'all not going to say nothing. When you prayed to be blessed, you didn't realize God had to dismiss those around you that were cursed. All right, watch this. Now, now, now watch this. Then Elijah is sent to Zarephath, which means a place is refining. So watch this. Uh, he goes on the run from 1 Kings 19. He goes on the run and he goes to Cherith. Then he goes to Zarephath, which means a place of refining. Say he was on a journey. That's what you've been on in 2016, a journey. That's why you've had ups, downs, peaks, valleys, and you've been in the water, been, been wading in it. You, you, you say, I've been on a journey this year. Now, now, watch this. Uh, Zarephath means a place of refining, but more specifically, I've taught you this before, through extraction metallurgy. Now, metallurgy just means it is the process of refining a metal, which uses fire to decompose the ore, the, the actual raw metal. See, this year you started a little raw in some areas. 
So what happened is God allowed there to be some metallurgy, allowed there to be some fire. Now here's what that word decompose means. It means to crumble, deteriorate. Watch this, fragment. This is why this year some stuff crumbled in front of your face. This is why this year some stuff deteriorated in front of your face. This is why this year you felt fragmented like there were broken pieces of you over here, over there, over there. And while you were smiling, folks didn't know there was so much of you that was broken, that was over here, that was over there, that was over here, that was over there. While you were shouting in church, some folk didn't know that your shout was for real because you were shouting out of suffering. You were shouting out of being broken. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. He's there. And watch this, it drives off, this process of extraction metallurgy drives off the other elements as gases and leaves only the metal alone. So it, it drove off the other elements. Watch this, it was around it but not with it. You, you know what I'm saying? It was around it but not with it. So, so, so watch this. In, in Zarephath, watch this, uh, everything that is around you but not with you is driven away from you. And then the metal's left by itself. And you may be familiar with the story that a widow woman that was there, she was preparing for her and her son to die. She feeds Elijah, the man of God, first, and she reaps the miracles reserved for those that keep the kingdom first in the five T's. But, but, but after all of that, her son dies. But then Elijah calls him back from the dead. Now, we're just going on a journey to get to where we're going to deal with Jezebel. Now, here's what I need you to understand. Here's what I need you to understand. Say, 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 say she put the kingdom first. Now, now I says, this year, God has repeatedly put it in front of your face to check your priorities. This year, you've had a lot of priority checks. Okay, I ain't nobody going to tell me. Uh, God says, listen, I'm going to, watch this. God intentionally sets some stuff up on Sundays to see what you do. He intentionally sets some stuff up on Wednesdays to see how you that. And God says, if you put them in front of me, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Let them pay for it then. Let them heal it then. Let them do this then. Let, let them do it if it's more important than me. Now we're in chapter 18 of the scripture. And three years into the drop that Elijah spoke uh, of 1 Kings 18, and God sends Elijah back to Ahab. Ahab is the king. Say he's the king. To announce that rain was coming. So remember, three years ago, he said no rain. Now, three years later, he's saying rain is coming back, and he has to go to this king whose name is Ahab, who's married to this woman named Jezebel. Now, watch this. To, uh, uh, Obadiah was Ahab's chief of staff. Say Obadiah. Now, uh, he was able to survive because Jezebel, when she came on the scene, she massacred the men of God. Check this out. One of the things the spirit of Jezebel does is tries to separate you from me. By me, I literally mean me. Try to separate the, the, the pew from the pulpit, the people from the man of God. Jezebel, when she came on the scene, the first thing she did was said, let me kill these men of God because they might influence Ahab against me. The reason some folk got a problem with you coming to church is because you finally stopped giving in to their foolishness. So they'll try to find something wrong with me or try to find something wrong with this or that. Or, I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, you need to learn how to look at them and say, you better shut your mouth because you put your mouth on him. It's going to be a... It's gonna be. How dare you speak against the man that called me out of suicide, preached me out of depression, preached me out of this hell with that. 
out there you put your mouth on who saved my life but when the spirit of Jezebel's at work she wants to turn you against the man of God you're assigned to but y'all dare you to high five no neighbors ain't nobody got time for that she says let me kill the men of God because they may influence Ahab and Ahab is the king and if he kills me then I'm out of here if Ahab issues a decree I'm out of here one of the key keystones of the spirit of Jezebel is you'll know her because she always has a problem with the man of God why they do this? Why they do this? Why they do this? Why they do this? Why can't you do Why you got that behind the table? Why you doing all that? And why y'all doing all this? And why y'all doing that? Why y'all do this? And why y'all doing this? Shut the hell up. Listen, you better read the scriptures and get you some word on the inside of you because you. And just so that I'm clear, I ain't cussing hell is the word Gehenna in Greek, which means hot trash. You got to tell people, my ears are not trash cans. I feel like preaching tonight. Touch your neighbor and say, I don't want to hear no mess. <laughs> what well, this? What's this? What's this? She said, let me kill the men of God. Obadiah was able to get a hundred to be saved. He, found, he kept a hundred. Say a hundred. But he put them in hiding to feed them. Here's what this spirit does. Here's what the spirit of Jezebel does. I haven't gotten to it, but I'm already there. Let me just go on there. What the spirit does is the spirit tries to oppose men of God to send them in hiding. Watch this. Now, Elijah was the man of God, but remember the scripture says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, which means not only does it represent me literally as your man of God, but watch this, it's also you. So the spirit of Jezebel tries to send you in hiding. Everybody knows my failure. Everybody knows my mistake. Everybody knows. And don't nobody know nothing. And if they do, they got their own stuff in it, how? So who in the heck cares about what Touch your neighbor and say, you working your own stuff out. Say, we both got testimonies. <laughs> now, now watch this, watch this. This which reveals to us the enemy in the story. Her name is Jezebel. She's married to King Ahab. Now, Ahab is the king. Obadiah is the chief of staff. Jezebel now is the wife of Ahab. Now, here's the next point. I want to give you point number four. You still with me, church? For prosperity and promotion, you have to persist. Now, now, what do you mean, Bishop? Because Obadiah got promoted to be chief of staff because he was able to survive her massacre. You, you missed it. You missed it. You, you cannot get prosperity and promotion. And prosperity is shalom, not just money, material things, not just cash, cars, and clothes. It's shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing like all as well. You can't get that if you don't know how to persist. I don't know about you, but I don't like folk, than me personally, that because little, little, little problem, they all, oh, I just, oh, I'm just going to give up. Oh, I got a chip nail. I'm just going to give up. Oh, my neck hurts. I ain't going to church. Oh, this, all that. Me personally, I don't enjoy that type of person. You know what kind of person I enjoy? Perhaps you're the same. I like gladiators. I like folk that say, look, if, if you mess with me, I'll, I'll, I'll limp up in there, but, I, but I'll be right up on in there. Don't, don't start. That's me. I like folks that fight. I can go with a fighter all day long. 
I'll take a fighter before I take somebody that's skilled all day long. Because a fighter can learn skills, but, a, but somebody skilled that can't fight ain't worth a count. Watch this, watch this. Uh, Obadiah got uh, pr uh, promoted and he was prosperous because he could persist. He beat her massacre. Now, here we are. Elijah was seemingly on uh, 10. So he was on 10. In chapter 18, after he calls forth the people together and he asked the people how long would they go back and forth about what they believe. So basically what was going on in the nation is because when Jezebel stepped on the scene, Ahab was already a little out there. Jezebel steps on the scene. She takes him all the way out there, which is why all you single folks that have no discretion, you need to be careful. Because, see, sometimes what people will do is they, you, you already kind of, and then, you don't. okay. Let me put you like this. I can tell when somebody that met somebody that's a Jesse, because then all of a sudden, they ghost. They missing. Used to be faithful, now they ain't. You, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. All right, okay, let's move on. All right, watch this now. What's going on in the nation is that she didn't pull Ahab way out there. He's just out there now. And so now there's this showdown because he won't stand up for the principles of God. And so now there's this showdown because she uh, worships this false God. And so now in the nation, there is this back and forth between, well, we want God if he's going to do something for us. But if he ain't going to do nothing for us, then we want the false God. We want whoever going to do something for us. And really, it's not that we want who somebody that's going to do something for us. What we really want is somebody that ain't going to tell us what to do. Because watch this. They made the false god. They built him. Which means they get to dictate what he tells them. Watch this. Some people even do this in church. Well, the Lord told me, baby, the Lord ain't told you nothing. Bishop, how you know? What he sound like? Nowhere in this book do you see God having random, audible conversations with everyday folk. You don't see it in the book. His own mama he sent an angel to talk to. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He sets up a supernatural showdown. Say showdown. Between God and Baal's followers. And, and he says, listen, y'all call on him and we'll call on God. And the one that answers, that's who's God. Now, they mutilate themselves and nobody answers. And Elijah jests them that maybe Baal is meditating. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's on a trip. Maybe he's napping. Elijah rebuilds the destroyed altar to display how awesome God is. He wets the wood three times over. He calls down fire from heaven. That fire from heaven consumes the wood, the stones, and licks up all of the water. And Elijah slays 450 prophets of the false god Baal. Say one man. 450. That's a bad brother there. Let me tell you something. If you can take 450 dudes and you one man, you a bad somebody. Let me tell you who you are. You a bad somebody. Truth be told, you had enemies against you. You didn't even know they were against you because they smiled so much. But you still overcame. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ah, uh, watch this. Jezebel's uh, God was Baal. Now, he utters the words after this great victory Elijah has. He says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, but the rain doesn't come immediately. He, uh, he persists, and on the seventh time, the rain manifests. Then the attack comes through Jezebel after victory at Mount Carmel. So let's expose that spirit. You ready to expose that spirit? All right, here it is. Now, I gave you those uh, first sets of points as we looked at the narrative. Now, I want to give you this next set of points as we expose the spirit. Say, we're exposing the spirit. Now, here's what you need to know about exposure of the spirit of Jezebel. Is that once she's exposed, she loses power. 
Once she's exposed, she loses power. Now, so when we expose her tonight, whatever power she's been wielding and yielding and taking advantage of in your life, it ends. Because the only way she was able to work is nobody knew what she was. But the scripture says, when I find out who's been stealing, I'm entitled to a sevenfold return on what they've been stealing. You want to high five your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready. Because once she's exposed, it's payback time. Yes, sir, my God. Once she's exposed, whatever she done stole in 16, it's payback time. Yeah. Number one, spirits. Now, these are sort of long points. So this isn't a Sunday message where the point's real quick and Twitter-like. This is like a long Facebook post point, Okay. All right, this is a long, long point. Spirits have no sex, so it can be present in a male or female, okay? But for tonight, I'm going to refer to the spirit as a she. But you need to know spirits have no sex. So don't just think that spirit of Jezebel was at work and it was a woman. No, in fact, oftentimes, it's, it's, it's a sleeper cell in men. Now, now we're we, we going to work this. We're going to work this like a part-time job. First Kings 16, 31. 1 Kings 16, 31. And it came to pass, as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, that he took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel. Now, in Ezekiel 28, we learn that this is the personification of Satan. I told you this on Sunday, which means Jezebel is actually the devil's daughter. Okay? So, so, so you need to understand that. And, is, and, and if this was Bible college, I'd go line upon line, precept upon precept. You can just cross-reference it for yourself. In Ezekiel 28, she now is the manifestation of Satan in the earth. Do you understand that? Which is the reason why she had the audacity to oppose a man of God. Why? Because where, did, where was Job? Let me teach you this for a moment. Let me slow down right here for just a moment. Job chapter 1 says that there was a day where the sons of God, which is a Hebrew idiom for the ranking angels or the archangels, came and presented themselves before the Lord. And the Bible says, and Satan was among them also. Now, which means Satan has the ability to stand in the presence of God. So the reason this spirit of Jezebel could go with you and even when you pray, it still be there is because this spirit is used to being around greatness. This spirit is used to being around somebody that prays. This spirit is used to being around somebody that worships, which is the reason why you might pray and think you got victory, and then a couple hours later, there it go, because it's used to being in the presence of God. So who is she? The devil's daughter. She's the manifestation of Satan in the earth. We learned this from the scripture references that I gave you there. Now, now I need you to get this, because uh, she's, she's, she's the daughter of, of Ethbaal. Ethbaal was the false god. She is then the daughter of the devil. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, you weren't here doing the series resistance. Not only did the, not only did the enemy have a daughter, he had a son. Oh, you know that? Oh, God. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, okay. Watch this. Watch this. In Genesis, in Genesis, the, the, what you call a snake wasn't a snake. It's a serpent. And a serpent in Hebrew means a deceiver. So we've learned, and I've taught you before, that watch this. What is the serpent in Genesis was actually the manifestation. It was Satan in the earth. How do you know that, Bishop? Because Genesis 19 says that when angels appear in the earth, that angels appear as men, which means, watch this, the devil that you see in Genesis wasn't no snake slithering around. It was a man standing on two feet talking to Eve. Are you still with me? 
Now, the scripture says, and the scripture teaches us, watch this, uh, through the process of deductive logic, and I'm going to give it to you the simple way. Can I give it to you the simple way? Genesis 5 and 1. Put that up real quick. Come on, you got to move with me. Genesis 5 and 1. I want you to see this. I want you because some of you are like, oh, my God, he had a daughter. Oh, he had a son, too. Come on, Genesis 5, 1. Let's go. Genesis 5 and 1. Come on, Genesis 5 and 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. Now, what two sons do you think Adam and Eve had? Leave that up. What two sons do you think they had? Cain and Abel. That's what you think they had. Uh -huh. Genesis 5.1. This is the book of the genealogy of who? Adam. In that day, God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. Next verse. He created the male and female and blessed them and called them mankind the day they were created. Next verse. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own. Begot a what? How many sons? Asa. In his own uh, likeness after his image and named him Seth. Cain was not the son of Adam. He was the son of a sexual relationship between Eve and Satan. Y'all okay? Because when Satan appeared in the earth, Satan was a man. Y'all not saying nothing. So the forbidden fruit wasn't an apple. It was sex with the wrong person. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I wish I had church in here that wanted to learn something. You better be careful who you lie down with because you might be laying down with the... Okay. Now, watch this. You're still here. So that's his son. She's the daughter. You, you still here? All right. Now, now, now watch this. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, point two about her. And remember, these are long points. She hijacks people that have access to you through relationships of all types that you tolerate. It's a long point. That's why you got to get this compact disc. Oh, I don't know what's this. She hijacks people. What's a hijacker? Takes it over. Mm -hmm. People that have access to you through relationships of all types that you tolerate. She didn't want Ahab. She wanted control of the kingdom. Ahab was simply the man that was about to take it. She didn't want him. She wanted the empire. Okay. All right. Watch this. She gets close to you so she can get something greater than you. Let me show you how significant it is. Let me show you how significant it is. Now, 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 say access. There are very few access points. I've told you this before. You got to have very few access points for people to be able to access you in life. Now, here's what happens. Sometimes uh, in life, especially when you're going through challenges and ups and downs and all that, sometimes you can be lazy with your access points. Come on, church. All right? And so watch this. Sometimes you can see all the red flags you need to see and still be like, well, Jezebel needs access. Say access. Okay? Just like with Judas and Jesus. Watch this. The, the high priests and the Pharisees couldn't get to Jesus themselves. So they needed somebody that was around them to get access to him. Judas. Access. That's why Judas' name means peephole in the door. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Have you ever noticed this year how some folks, when you really looked at it, you really looked at the situation and said, really, what, what, watch this, watch this. Here's how you know you're dealing with a Jesse. That's a, that's a, that's a short name. Watch this. Because when you really look at the situation, they brought nothing to the table. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. Maybe it was a friend that truth be told, they didn't bring nothing to the table. Maybe it was a relative, they didn't bring nothing to the table. Maybe it was a relationship, they didn't bring nothing to the table. 
which meant they weren't there to give. They were just getting up. Take y'all not saying nothing. Watch this. Revelation 2.20. Let me show you about this spirit. Revelation 2.20. She dies in 2 Kings chapter 9. Uh, uh, Elisha, the spiritual son of Elijah, kick, uh, they throw out of her window. And they kill her. And the Bible says that dogs, they, they come trample over her, but then dogs lick up her blood, which is significant. Uh, because when you think of the concept of a dog, oh, Jesus, I don't, okay, I can't say that. This isn't Bible college, but when you think about the significance, why did they come and lap up her blood? Because there needed to be a way to keep that spirit alive in the earth. A dog, come on, I, I, gotta, I gotta clean it up. A dog lapped up her blood, so then it was a dog that carried her spirit. And there's a name that sometimes in culture is used. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Which is why when you look at some people that just act like dogs, you got to sometimes just say, there's a reason you are. All right. Revelation 2.20. Let me show you the spirit. Nevertheless, this is Jesus talking, and he's talking to a church thousands of years later. Watch this. He says, nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow, read it. Stop. This is thousands of years later. Leave the verse up. This is thousands of years later. But her spirit was still at work in the earth. She went from trying to be, oh, I'm going to help somebody. She went from trying to be queen in the nation to trying to run something in the church. Y'all ain't going to talk to me now. I'm prophetess this. I'm evangelist this. I'm Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You allow that woman, Jezebel, who caught, watch this, ain't nobody made of one. Y'all not saying nothing. Ain't nobody says she's one. She calls herself a prophetess. What does a prophetess mean? What does prophet mean? A seer. She pretends to have a level of spirituality she doesn't. Watch this. Don't pay her tithes, but I want to try to quote scripture to you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to her. Ain't faithful the church going to try to tell you what you need to do to get your life together. She can't see because didn't nobody give her a license to see. She calls herself a prophetess. And here's what she does. She wants to get in front of the people. To teach. And then not only does she want to get in front of the people to teach and lead. Here's what she wants to do. She wants to seduce. So she comes to church with a motive. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. They come with a motive. They parade is one thing. But behind the scenes, it's a whole nother agenda. And when the agenda's exposed, you don't see them no more. 
Because when the spirit's exposed, it ain't got no more power. <laughs> What's this? What's this? I feel like preaching tonight. What's it? Here's the third thing you need to know about that spirit of Jezebel. So first thing, it's a long point. I'm going to go over it. Spirits have no sex, so it can be present in a male or female, but I refer to the spirit as a she. Number two, she hijacks people that have access to you through relationships of all types that you tolerate. Listen, where'd you get that you tolerate? Because Jesus said, I have this against you. You allow, which means you tolerate. Amen. It means you just let her do whatever she wants to do because you don't want confrontation. You let her act however she wants to act because you don't want confrontation. Y'all not saying nothing. You let him act however he wants to act because you don't want confrontation. But tonight, I declare there's an Elijah raising up in you that says, I ain't running from that spirit no more. In fact, ah, sit down, trick. Y'all not saying nothing. Tricks are for kids. Be seated. Watch this now. Number three, she creates panic by saying something that makes you see something. She creates panic by saying something that makes you see something. Jezebel makes, watch this, she makes one threat against Elijah. Now remember, what had just happened? One man, how many guys? 450. Fire comes out of heaven. You go, Elijah's got to be like, dun, 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 Rocky, give me Rocky. Dun, 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 there you go. He's like, he's like, I'm Rocky. I just knocked him out. I'm on top of the world. She sends one message. Say one message. She sends one message. And the message is, she says she's going to kill him. In other words, watch this. She says, Elijah, this is going to be your undoing. You've had all of this success, Elijah, but this is going to be the one thing. Watch this. She whispers to you and says, this is going to be it for you. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody. You ain't going to be able to get over this. You ain't going to be able to get past this. You're not going to be able to conquer. This is going to be your undoing. In fact, why don't you just throw in the towel because this is going to be it for you. Watch this now. Watch this now. He sends him and her message. Now, here's what you need to know. She didn't go herself. She sent somebody. Okay. Now, what, what's that tell you? That the spirit of Jezebel, watch this, is a deceiver. Watch this. It sends messages by gossip. All right, church. Y'all getting mighty quiet in here. See, watch this. A Jezebel would, because watch this. Let me, let me tell you how you dealt with some Jezebels this year. They didn't even have the decency to say what they said to your face. They emailed it. They texted it. They tweeted it. They Facebooked it. They wouldn't return your call because they was too punk to talk to it. See, they talked a big and bad game like there's a man behind the scenes. But then when they got stepped to like a man, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Uh, uh, so, 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 watch this. Jezebel, she throws rocks, hides hands. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what the spirit of Jezebel does. Anybody dealt with some of that in 2016? Okay, okay, okay. And then you're like, why is so-and-so acting like this? It's because it wasn't them. You need to say, get out the way. I see that spirit behind you. Okay, watch this. Watch this. She sends a message. 
So she's deceptive. Now remember, she is just, it's the spirit, it's male or female. Deceptive. Sends a messenger by way of somebody else. Say deception. deception. That way, if you were to ask her, did you say this, she can say no. Okay. All right. Well, watch this. Watch this. And this makes Elijah panic. What's this? Here's what's crazy. The Bible says that the messenger said something, but the Bible says that Elijah saw something. The spirit of Jezebel is at work when words turn into worry. Watch this. When talk turns into terror. Okay. What's this? I need you to get this. I need you to get this. You still here? Doesn't say, watch this. Watch this. All right, watch this. Watch this. The Bible says the messenger said something, but Elijah saw something. Now, why would Elijah see something and the messenger said something? Because, watch this, this spirit creates panic. Many times we panic while we are in process, not realizing that every football player takes some hits, but he gets back in the game. Every lawyer loses some cases, but he keeps litigating. Every doctor loses some patients, but he must keep healing. It's just part of the process. But sometimes, even though we know that, we still panic. And panic is a sudden uncontrollable fear or anxiety, often causing wildly uh, unthinking and irrational behavior. Mm -hmm. It creates the monster it imagines and images are like magnets. They pull you toward them. I'm going to say that again. It creates the monster it imagines. This year, how many things have you had? Well, watch this. You didn't even, you didn't even go through it. You thought through it. That image in your head is like a magnet. So it draws you toward it. Here's what you need to know. Panic is not always sudden. It's often a gradual illusion that brings confusion. Amen. Say gradual illusion. Amen. See, you'll know it on Sunday after church. Then Jesse will step on the scene. Then. And before you know it, you're sitting there wondering if God even real anymore. How you go from shouting and hollering on Sunday to touch your neighbor and say, it was her. That's the wrong neighbor. Try that other one and say, it was her. Uh -huh. When Elijah panics, it sends him, watch this, on the run for his life, even after seeing such a great victory. All you folks that run, and, uh, let me, I canceled that, that used to run, because that's over. All right. I said that's over. Now, 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 let me clarify what run means. Run, now, if, 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 let me give you an example to paint the picture so that you can get an analogy. All right. If, if, if you're in an Ike and Tina situation and you're Tina, leaving that ain't running. Okay, I just want you to understand because I don't want some of y'all saying, Bishop, I got my confirmation. I'm going I'm to I'm pray that he don't hit me tomorrow. No. Now, I got to say that because somebody will misinterpret what I'm saying and use it as a reason to justify foolishness. So I just want to make sure I clarify the point. All right, now, now, if you don't know who Icantini is, Google it. Now, what? <laughs> now here, here's what I need you to understand. Here's what I need you to understand. Now, uh, runners, watch this. What they're really trying to do is avoid dealing with tough situations. Avoid dealing with what they may perceive to be rejection, even if it's correction. Avoid dealing with uh, 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 what they perceive that might not go the way they want it to go. That's what we say when we're a runner. And touch your neighbor and say, that's not who you are. Yeah. 
Now, watch this. Uh, when Elijah panics, it sends him on the run for his life, even after seeing such a, a great victory. Check it out. He just took down 450 guys. He panics because a spirit sent a message that made him see something after he just had one of the greatest victories ever recorded in human history. Because you know what the Bible doesn't say? How he killed them. Which means he did it in such a way that the Bible didn't take the time to record. He used the sword. He did this. He did that. Which suggests to us that Elijah just said, I won. Now die. Because the Bible says God didn't let any of his words fall to the ground. How do you have that kind of victory? And then now, she said, what? What? And you're on the run. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to see her. I got to get out of here. I don't want to deal with this problem. I don't want to deal with these issues. You need to hear me. Say, he's been attacked. And often great attacks occur after a great triumph or great progress in your life and just prior to another great triumph because I told you on Sunday, you put your guard down because you finally think to yourself, I'm done fighting and I can finally rest. You put your weapons down. You put your shout down. You put your praise down. You put your armor down. You put your command of your day down. You put your app down. Y'all not going to say nothing. Because you're going to be like, I'm good now. I just got that raise. <laughs> what it do? And so now, <laughs> you put your guard down. I just got good news. You put your guard down. I just had a great situation happen for me. You put your guard down. So after that, Elijah is in the most vulnerable moment, and that's when she knows to attack, when he's vulnerable. Watch this. Okay, let me help you understand something. I know I'm talking to you because of your response. Watch this. How many this year? Things in a particular friendship, relationship, whatever, co-worker, whatever, were great Monday. And I'm just using Monday as a day. Great Monday. Tuesday, out of nowhere. Okay, no, y'all already missed the point. That was the point right there. Okay, rewind. How many this year? Monday, everything was great. In fact, you were like, praise the Lord. God is so good. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise him. Tuesday, about 3 o'clock. What? What? Anybody had that happen? If you had that happen in 2016, would you do me a favor? Stand up and turn around one time. Bishop, why'd you have me do that? Because you ain't going to see that drama again. I speak it into your life. You ain't going to see that drama again. Watch this. Watch this. Not from them. <laughs> now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He put his guard down. And when he put his guard down, she says he's vulnerable. So she says, this is the time to get him. The spirit of Jezebel has been studying you and knows when you're vulnerable. Amen. Knows when you feel lonely. So knows just what message to send, who to send it by. Knows when you're feeling defeated. Have you ever noticed how you'll go days your phone don't ring? Then all of a sudden when you're in a vulnerable moment. Okay. Say he panicked. 
And that's where somebody might be in here tonight. You might be in your panic, but I need you to know you're coming out of that today because when you panic, you prolong pain, you prevent purposeful persistence, and your perception becomes problematic. Watch this. Where there's tension, here's the, here's the point I want you to get. Where there's tension, there's attention, followed by intention. And energy flows where attention goes. What you think about, you eventually bring about. Bishop, what are you saying? The spirit of Jezebel said, there's a great door open for Elijah, but I can't stop him. So let me get him to stop himself. So watch this. When he ran, what was he running from? The door that was open for him. But I came tonight as an Elijah. Because somebody in here, you were running the wrong direction. But tonight, I declare there's a divine reversal in the direction in which you are headed. Watch. He ran. Bible says, Bible says, okay, now let, let me show you. Can, can I show you? Can, can I show you something? Now I'm almost done. First, first, uh, first Kings 19, verse 3. And when he saw that, you read it. What did he do? So what does that tell you about his, his posture at the time? He was probably seated or resting. Because he just had a great victory and he was getting ready now. He was resting to do what? To go now seize another victory. What did he do? He got up and used the energy he should have used to go through the door. He used that energy to run from it. Let me tell you some of y'all why you're so tired. You're so tired because you're misusing your ammunition. You're misusing your energy and you're running from problems when you need to run toward problems and say, I was built for this. Say, I was built for this. No, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Hear, hear me. Say panic. Panic drives Elijah into a self-created and self-inflicted wilderness. Which brings you to the fourth point about this spirit. She creates the sensation of being alone and isolated. She creates the sensation of being alone and isolated. She, watch this. Remember, she can't shut the door. So what does she have to do? Get him to run the opposite direction. Which means God's looking like, I just made all this opportunity for you. And you're just going to turn around and run? So if you're running from an open door, you're running into a wilderness. Are you here, church? Now, here's what I need to get. Uh, this spirit, when he goes into this wilderness, the scripture says, Elijah went by himself. And I told you on Sunday, don't go by yourself. Touch your neighbor and say, you're not by yourself. You are not alone, which is why you got to stay connected to church. Stay connected to the life-giving messages. Because what you're facing, watch this, you don't know how to face by yourself. You don't know how to deal with this by yourself. If you had, you would have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't, can, can I just be honest with you? Touch your neighbor. Say, in this instance, you don't know what you're doing. Because you're dealing with a spirit that's been here since the garden. You're dealing with a spirit that predates the garden because of whose daughter she is. So if you think you're 34, you're 44, 54, 64, 74, 84 years, you think that means something? She saw your mama, got her. Saw her mama, got her. Saw her mama, got her. But when you were born, and since you started coming here, okay, y'all not saying that. 
She's like, I don't know what to do with them now because now there's an interruption to the dysfunction here. Now there's a curse breaker and I don't know what to. I don't know what to do. Well, don't know what to do now because now they're learning who they are. I don't know what to do now. Now they're praying opposed to just getting mad. I don't know what to do now. Now, now they're serving. I don't know what to do now. Now they're giving. I don't know what to do now. Now they're praying. I don't know what to do with Tim. Now, here's the truth. He wasn't really alone because the Bible says his servant was with him. But the spirit of Jezebel made him ignore everything he had around him. So that's why I said it's the sensation of being alone and isolated. You're not, but this spirit needs you to think that you are. Touch your neighbor and say, you're not alone. Say, I'm with you. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's all right. We're going to find a good one tonight. Try that other one. Say, I'm fighting with you. Say, we're fighting together. Say, and we are not losing. Say, winning ain't everything. It's just what we do. And our hands go up and they stay there. Watch this. I got to wrap this up. Brings us to the uh, fifth point about her. Am I helping anybody? Have you seen your year in this, in this thing? Okay. What's this? Fifth point. She ignites suicidal thoughts. She ignites suicidal thoughts. Now, now watch this. Elijah prayed to die. Check it out. He prayed to die. Now, his words move heaven. So him praying to die was essentially him slitting his wrist. Because his words would be answered. So when God heard his prayer, it wasn't just some idle word spoken. Heaven said, he up under that juniper tree, ain't he, though? What Elijah been sipping on down now? I'm so glad God didn't answer his prayer. And you ought to thank God for some of the stuff you prayed he said no to. Oh, God, I wish I had some honest people in here. It's some stuff God said, no, you weren't ready for it. You would have messed it up. You would have jacked it up. He said, no. He prays to die. Which means he essentially, he, if we were to make a tantamount to human action, he put the gun to his head and pulled the trigger. But the bullet wouldn't fire. He prayed to die. And he says, I'm no better than my father's. Here was his real issue. She started messing with his strength. Okay. I want to teach you good now. You ever thought there's some areas you're strong in in life? And, and you're like, I'm good there. I'm good there. I'm good there. I'm, I got this on lock. I'm good there. What Jezebel does is she starts playing with your strength. See, you're normally very nice, so she'll turn that and use it against you. Okay, y'all ain't said You're normally very kind to people. She'll turn and use it against you. Uh, you're normally uh, the person that's always encouraging other people. She'll turn and use it against you. She'll find your strength and then she'll use it uh, against you. His strength, watch this. Remember I told you in 1 Kings 17, he just appeared, which meant, watch this. God says whatever happened before his bloodline is irrelevant because he's the beginning of it. 
Just like, watch this, Joseph, when the Lord's recording Joseph's history in Genesis, he skips all the others and says, now this is the history of Jacob, Joseph. He says, I'm skipping all the rest of the siblings because it only matters that he was born. She plays with his strength because since he had no generational history that's recorded in the scripture, that meant he was the interruption. So now he says he's no better than his fathers, but the Bible never takes the time to record who his fathers were, which indicate to us she starts messing with his strength. This year, has your strength been messed with? You used to stand on how good your credit was. And this year, your strength got messed with. Okay, y'all ain't going to talk to me. You... You used to talk about how great your finances were, and this year your strength got messed with. You used to tell everybody how great of a marriage you had, and this year your strength got messed with. You used to tell everybody how great your kids were, and this year your strength got messed with. You used to tell everybody how you were a gladiator, and this year you felt more like Clark Kent than you ever have. Oh, but tonight, touch your neighbor. Say, say, we found her tonight. We found her. I'm, I'm going to shout in just a moment. I'm going to take you there. I feel like hooping, to be honest with you tonight. He prayed to die. He said he's no better than his fathers. And he starts experiencing depression because he was discouraged and he couldn't shake it. And he starts to see himself as a failure. And despite how great things looked externally, he felt like a failure outside. Check it out. Here's what Jezebel does. Jezebel says, so you've done a little bit. So what? You ain't nothing. Such a screw up. Why can't you do anything right? And watch this, and she'll whisper it to you. That's why some of you had so many sleeping issues this year. You was up talking to her. Because when you get ready to go to sleep, watch this. You're getting ready to sleep now. You're going into your subconscious. And I've caught you this in the dream series, Alpha, Theta, and Delta, the sleep pattern. So that means you're going into your subconscious mind, which is your actual spirit. So now she tries to come talk to your spirit because she is a spirit. So she comes to you when you're getting ready to go to sleep. And right when you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Hmm. What about all those bills you've got? Why hasn't God done anything about that? Maybe he's done with you. Maybe he don't want you no more. Maybe he's sick of you. You sick of you after all. Why would anybody want you? Your daddy didn't. Your mama didn't. Why would anybody else? Am I talking to anybody? You better get free. Don't sit here and just look at me like a bump on the lawn. Touch your neighbor and say, you better get free tonight. Remember, when she's exposed, she loses power so watch this you felt like a failure which brings us to the sixth point about this spirit I'm almost done she spawn, there's only two more she spawns counterproductive actions his panic incorrectly rerouted his focus so he forgot who he was and forgot about his previous progress and his future promise let me tell you what you had challenges with this year seeing beyond your current mess One bill took all the energy out of your whole day. I'm, y'all ain't saying that. One betrayal had you all kind of messed up. You wouldn't even talk to the people at Target. You walk into Walmart and Target be like, I don't know. No, it is not a good morning. You look over there, don't you talk to me, and I'm going to talk to you. You don't know Nan. You ain't been to places I've been. You, said, you don't know Nan. Stand over there. Y- y'all not saying nothing. This year, 
it was hard for you to see past your current stuff. Watch this. And you spend a lot of time in your car. <laughs> see, if I was preaching like this in Dallas, they'd be throwing, tearing the church up. You, you, you spend a lot of time driving. Where, Bishop? Nowhere. Getting in the car said, I'm going to the store. To just drive around. You drove past the store. But as you were driving, watch this. You looked at something. Thought about something. Something triggered a memory. Something triggered something. And then Jesse was like, keep driving. Go left. But I am strong. I am a conqueror. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. It's quiet. For some of you, for some of you didn't get in the car. For some of you, you sat on the couch. Or laid in the bed. And what'd you do, Bishop? Stared at the ceiling. Turned around in the fetal position. Folded your pillow in two. Don't, don't, I'm in your house. So if you say amen, I'll stop because I can give you, I can tell you what pictures you were looking at and everything. I got the ghost, not the guest. Because Jesse was like, it's not really worth all of that. I mean, come on, you're already better than most of the people you're around, so why not just give up? You made enough progress. You, you're good. You're good. Well, I says, I got to finish this. His panic incorrectly, we got to, I stopped being aggressive. I got to go back into a shark. Watch this. His panic incorrectly rerouted his focus. So he forgot who he was. This year, you forgot who you were. And part of that's because you were being made new. That's good news. That's good news. Because by the time 17 finally gets here, you're going to be a whole nother you. Let me prove it to you. Some stuff has happened over the last couple weeks that happened earlier this year, but this time when it happened, you didn't handle it the same way that you did earlier this year, which is proof. I God, dog it. That's proof that you're a new year. When somebody throw a fist in the air, if you know you're a new you, yeah, something happened the last couple of weeks that happened earlier this year, but I didn't handle it the way I did then. How about three people say, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new. Watch this. I got to finish. His panic incorrectly rerouted his focus. Oh, my God, I'm way over time. So he forgot who he was. He forgot about his previous progress and his future promise, and he essentially said, what's wrong with me? This year had you asking the question, what's wrong with me? Jezebel had Elijah question his assignment, and he didn't want to do anything but sleep because he didn't want to have to deal with the pain. And the Bible infers, that's my favorite part about the story, that, uh, the Bible infers, not because this is just my own thing, but just I like the fact that if he had issues, that means people have issues. Bible infers he anesthetized the pain of his predicament by sitting up under the broom tree. Broom tree is a juniper tree. Juniper tree used to flavor gin. Why didn't it say the oak tree? Apple tree. 
peach tree? Why did it have to tell us what kind of tree it was? Because the Bible wanted to, th- but here's what I like about God. God says, listen, I'll take you through the fire, but you ain't going to smell nothing like what you've been through. So even when you're telling your story, your story going to be cleaned up so well. I'll just tell them you were sitting up under a tree. They're going to have to dig to find out what kind of tree it was. Here's what I love about it. Elijah, the man of God, takes 450 guys down. And Elijah, sitting up under the tree. Let me get some of them berries. He had his servants with him, so they probably were squeezing the berries in me, you know. They're like, sir, are you sure you want some more? What I say? You'll be asking me all these questions. Just serve. (laughs) Watch this. Let's, Let's get real for a minute. This year, you played with your anesthesia a little bit. Just touch your name and say, just tell the truth. Your anesthesia may not be the juniper tree. But you had some kind of anesthesia. And when you was in your attack, you walked over to the tree. Hold up, got my V on. (laughs) But watch this. It didn't work this year. Uh-uh. No, you missed it. You missed it. Last year, when you went there, it seemingly fulfilled the issue. This year, when you tried it, you felt just as empty using your anesthesia. Okay. Y'all ain't going to be honest, church. Y'all ain't going to be honest, church. How did you spell relief this year? Because however you spelled relief this year, you tried it, but the trip is, is it did not work. Notice while he's sitting up under that tree, he's still miserable. Because what he went to anesthetize his pain was actually a depressant. So, so he was like, I just need something to take the edge off. And he had more edges. Had so many edges, he needed that black stuff. That, what they call that? Huh? Beijing. <laughs> His edges was just on point, you understand? Point, you understand? Here's the last part, I'm done. Here's the last part, I'm done. Say exposing the spirit of Jezebel. Watch this, she attacks in waves. Now, here's his last point, his last point about it. As he starts emerging from her attack, she launches one final attack. And when you start emerging, contractions start. Bible says wind came, an earthquake came, a fire came, and then eventually it was in a still small voice. Now, what's all that stuff? It was drama to get his attention. But 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 here's what you understand. Here's what you understand. Here's what you understand. She attacked in waves. Say waves. waves. That's why this year it's been. <sighs> Watch this. <sighs> And then like, 
all the way up. I ain't coming down there though, but you understand what I'm saying? All the way down. Anybody? Your highs were super high. Your lows, super low. Because she attacked in waves. So you throw a blow, back up. Throw another blow, back up. Throw another blow, back up. Throw another blow, back up. You need to Tyson her and bite her ear. Because watch this. This year you ain't had strength to punch. I'm preaching to somebody. So you got to use what you got to get what you want. You ain't hear what I'm saying. You better tell I, I can't punch you, but ah, I'm going to eat. said amen. <laughs> watch this. Say spirit of Jezebel. All right, watch this church. Watch this. Once she's exposed, she loses power. There's so many things that if I had more time, I'd teach you about it. I'll go into it later on in a series we're going to do in 2017 about this and several other spirits. But uh, here's what I need you to get. Here's what I need you to get. Once she's exposed, she loses power. Say once she's exposed, she loses power. How many of you, I just, as we went through this list of things, we exposed some stuff that's been in your year. Okay, now, 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 here's the deal. Once that spirit's found out, the book says that when you find the thief, that the thief owes you recompense seven times the equivalent. The thief owes you recompense. Seven times the equivalent. Now, I want you to just take, I want you to take 30 seconds. Just as you're seated, take 30 seconds. Say 30 seconds. All right, now, here's what I need you to do. Uh, I need you to do this. Uh, I want you to uh, just think for a moment uh, of some people you dealt with this year. See how y'all just shouted for Jesus? and (laughs) Just thinking made you mad. Now, we're going to take her power tonight. Say, we're taking her power. power. Say it again. We're taking her power. Now, I want you to just think of some people, places, things, and ideas you've dealt with this year where you can now say after seeing what this spirit is, that was the spirit more than likely at work behind there. Just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. Just think. Think, think, think. If you're watching on the digital campus, think. This is not the time to log off. Stop doing your laundry. Amen. Put the clothes down. I see you. You have a blue basket. It's in your right arm. I got the ghost. I just choose not to use it too much. C- certain settings. Now, did you think of it? Did you think of it? Now, Proverbs 6.31. Yet, when he is found, the he there is the thief. He must restore what? Sevenfold. Even if he has to give up all the substance of his house. Now, this spirit of Jezebel knows how to, while you clapping, we'll look right at you. While you shouting, we'll look right at you. Attacks in waves. Now, it may, it, 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 it may leave you for months, weeks, days, what have you. But whenever 
it senses that you are on the verge of a great and effective door, it launches its attack to keep you from going through the door. So, how many of you had this thing show up in 2016? That was an indicator. That was an indicator that the stuff you've been praying for that you hadn't seen yet, the stuff you fasted for that you hadn't seen yet, the stuff you've given for and you've gotten down the harvest back yet, it was an indicator that that door is already open. It was an indicator that God has already made a way. It was an indicator that the greatest days of your life were manifesting. And so hell through its best shot, the devil's daughter came to mess with you in 16. And no wonder that's his number, 666, the number of man. And no wonder he sent his daughter, y'all not saying nothing, to try to mess with you this year. But we got good news tonight. If you survived that attack, I want you to give God praise tonight. Yeah, I want you to give him glory tonight. I want you to give him praise tonight. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.